sample your branding? Like, actually, what does it look like in practice? Is it coaching? Is it going to be a well-being project? Is it filming a video? Is it, uh, are you going to help us with our next recruitment campaign? These are the kind of questions that we often get asked uh, by employees and managers that are participating in our client projects, but they are not directly working with employer branding. And these are really, really good questions that need to be answered because too many employees and managers are unaware of, you know, what employer branding really means. They hear that, oh, you know, HR is doing, or, or marketing and communication are doing an employer branding thing, and they're working with employer branding, but they don't really know what that means. And when they are asked to participate, you know, contribute, they're invited uh, to, you know, take part, they just, you know, don't know what they're saying yes to. And sometimes they may say no, because they don't know what, what they're saying yes to. So uh, it's really important to clarify what employer branding, what does it mean in practice to build a modern employer brand so that everybody in your organization that are going to contribute to your employer branding work so that they know what they can and what they should not expect from the actual building of a modern employer brand. Hi there, my name is Susanna Rantanen and I teach modern employer branding for aspiring talent marketing professionals. People like you who want to level up what you do in talent marketing today to make you really professional. Welcome to my weekly podcast to learn what all goes into building a modern employer brand according to the awarded magnetic employer branding method that I developed back in 2017. And in this particular episode of the Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast, I thought that I would share with you how I work with, uh, you know, employer branding for my business, Emine. And uh, the uh, thing that I want you to know before I, you know, ex- explore, well, before we explore together what, you know, what it looks like, I want to tell you that uh, we actually do exactly the same activity uh, to reach both of our talent audiences and our uh, client customer audiences. So for us, we are actually, you may call it business branding uh, in order to influence and impact both prospective customers, prospective employees uh, for my agency in the future. And The way we work is 100% based on the magnetic employer branding method that I've developed. And uh, the real big benefit of this method is that you can use it like this to contribute not just your employer brand, but at the same time to your entire uh, agency or company brand. And this is really suitable for, you know, small to medium sized companies that are working in B2B and uh, where your sort of what you sell is your expertise, either in a form of uh, of products that you develop a product that you sell that requires expertise to develop it, or that you actually work as a consultant of some form. 
first, I want to address some of the very common misconceptions about employer branding in general. I think that the most common misconception is that mo- that the marketing that takes place during a recruitment campaign is employer branding. Now, obviously, while it may impact some recipients' perceptions about you know the company that is hiring, both in positive or negative ways, and therefore contribute to their personal feelings about that company alone, that is not employer branding because that's just that's that's you know that's part of the story, but it's not alone employer branding. And obviously, while candidate experiences may impact the applicant's perceptions about that hiring company, also both in positive and negative ways, and they can therefore contribute to their personal feelings about that company, also that alone is not employer branding. And while every single employee in the company may experience the company in positive and negative ways, and obviously that may contribute to their feelings and opinions about the company, that alone either is not employer branding. And also client or customer may experience something that influences what they think about that company afterwards as a place to work or as an employer. But also that alone is not employer branding. What I'm saying is that employer branding is not an independent, random occasion where somebody experienced something and then they felt something you know, they form an opinion about your company. The more those independent, random opinions are being formed, the more those contribute towards your employer reputation and your employer image. But that's not employer branding. Employer branding is a systematic process with a lot of strategic thinking behind in order to put you on the driver's seat, not only to manage those perceptions and opinions and attitudes and experiences, but also drive to spur them consistently and consciously towards a specific, pre bland, intended, decided brand experience that in turn will then impact your company's ability to meet specific goals and objectives. And for all of this consistent and conscious and systematic effort, when all of that is being put, be, being put in place and when it's an, you know, branding refers to, it's an ongoing effort, that will start to generate value back to the company. And that value is not random. It's very intentional. It's very specific, very detailed in nature. It's not random. And it's certainly not a surprise, not a positive surprise, neither a negative surprise. And the act of employer branding makes something happen on an emotional level of the recipient. Yes, that can happen as a result of a random, you know, occasion. But in those random occasions, you are not the chauffeur. You are not driving an intended uh, emotional experience. In employer branding, that's what you do. That's what you want to do. You want to decide what is that uh, emotional experience that the recipient needs to feel. For something to make me feel, something to move my soul, it's going to take either a huge one-time impact or continuous 
meaningful, relevant experiences that do not need to be big, huge. They can be tiny. It's just that because they keep coming, that they start to convince me over time. The problem with that huge one-time impact is that it's really hard to maintain that experience. Keep that experience coming. And because you can't or you're not able to, the experience from falling from that, you know, really huge, big impact, one-time, powerful, you know, experience, mountain, you and then you fall crashing down, stumbling down on your face. So that can be really damaging to your brand. Employee branding is something that you're able to sustain. It's a verb. It's not a noun. It's a verb of going forward. It's a movement. It's an action. It's supposed to stay active, enrolling, keep moving forward, not static, not standing still. You need to keep the pulse going because otherwise you'll kill it. Now, if you want to simplify employer branding to your colleagues, that when you're, for example, inviting them to contribute and participate in your employer branding work, think of it exactly uh, the same as building a brand to a consumer product. I mean, it's not at all the same as selling that, uh, you know, that consumer brand. It's not at all the same as promoting a sales campaign for the product. But what it does, it makes the product seem somehow better, more trustworthy, more appealing, more likely to deliver the customer the promise that the marketing has made uh, in comparison to other similar options. And the better the branding works, the less comparing there takes place in the mind of that consumer. They choose a higher priced item simply because they trust it more. They trust that that brand promise is actually real, authentic, it will work. And they are aware of the product because of the strong and appealing brand. But that's not the same as selling. So in the same way as employer branding needs to get, you know, produce this to your company as a place to work, it's not the same as recruiting. The actual user experience, just the same as the actual candidate experience or employee experience, the actual experience is the one that defines whether the brand is able to deliver that promise or not. So that's why you should never create a brand promise that cannot be delivered, regardless of whether we're talking about a yogurt, a milk, a car, a workplace, or shampoo. (laughs) Because, you know, the brand... For the brand to kind of come together in the user's mind, they need that experience that is kind of, kind of like seals the deal for them. So when what marketing has promised to be delivered, uh, you know, the experience starts from the order or the subscription or the purchase process, the logistics of it all, the customer service, the wrapping, the quality of the, quality of the product, the after sales, the return, return uh, and repairs, uh, and of course, the actual deliver of the benefits that the product has promised. All of this will impact the, you know, whether the brand promise actually turns into a real brand and brand loyalty of that customer. And exactly the same applies for employer branding. I mean, we create the heart, the soul, the persona, the empathy, the humanity, the values, the tone of voice, the behavior, the example to set and the benefits and the value for our talent audiences 
we create for that for the employer brand. And it needs to be based on real experience, like the truth, because that's the only way to make it work. And when it works well, hiring starts to get easier and more pleasant. The quality of the output becomes better. Uh, this all impacts the employee experiences, their commitment, their productivity, their motivation, their drive, and <clears throat> therefore the customer experiences in the future as well. No brand is able to help if the candidate experiences and the employee experiences are awful and they're not in line with the brand promise. That's why you've got to commit to strategic employee branding if you start this work at all, because you need to be able to you know, you need to have a plan. You need to be able to measure the outcome. You need to be able to improve and iterate and work with the real product offer, not the illusion. So your brand needs to be based on your real employee experience and real benefits of choosing your company as the place to work. And it has to communicate uh, a brand persona that matches the cultural identity and cultural experiences delivered by a company, by your leadership, by your values, and simply the way that you guys work there. Putting all of this together is a really important part of starting to build an employer brand. But when you actually, you know, do it day to day, it's all about managing those brand perceptions, those images, those experiences that solidify your employer brand in the minds of your audience. So what you need to do is commit to create the strategy and the plan for communicating your employee brand. And you need commitment from also the other people who are, you know, who, who produce those experiences. So even though you as the employee brand expert are, you know, doing your part with strategic employee branding and executing, communicating your employee brand messages day to day, if people, if your leaders are not, you know, leading well, if they're ter terrible leaders, if they're managed people poorly, if your candidate experiences and employee experiences are awful, then, you know, the whole sort of foundation of your employer brand will break and then you don't have a, a, an employer brand. Your job as an employer brand practitioner is to commit to those day-to-day -day activities that you have planned that are required to keep your employer branding wheels in motion. And most employer branding work is about communication, messaging, uh, you know, marketing and promoting that those uh, messages and content communication. And I've told this before in this podcast, but I created the... Uh, Talent Marketing Bro Instagram account, I think in the summer, a year ago, summer of 2020. Now that Instagram, I'm going to tell you this as an example of what the actual day-to-day -day activity of employer branding is. I'm going to use this Talent Marketing Bro uh, account and this work that I do for that and for this podcast as an example, but obviously... I am not doing this only for employer branding purposes, as mentioned a few sentences ago. <laughs> uh, I'm also doing this for, you know, branding, uh, you know, for branding my agency and branding my expertise as a modern employer branding coach. 
But because I'm using the magnetic embryo branding method, I'm able to combine both embryo branding and branding myself as a modern embryo branding coach and branding talent marketing school as a service, as a product uh, for our audiences like yourself. So uh, even though the content, the messages are a little bit different than they would be in embryo branding, the practice is exactly the same. This is what we teach. This is how we work with our clients when we do embryo branding together with them. Going back to this case example, let's let's call it a case example. I thought I, I'd share with you what ex- how, how exactly I do this so you get like a really good... Uh, concrete um, example, you know, what this work is day to day. So I uh, obviously I started with this podcast. Um, This was uh, 2019, end of the year 2019. And then uh, 2020 summer, I created the Talent Marketing Pro Instagram account. I already had uh, Instagram account for for the podcast because I had been doing a weekly podcast, the same podcast in Finnish every week since uh, June 2017. So I already had the, uh, the Instagram account for that podcast. So then I just uh, uh, added the English version of the podcast, this one that you're listening to on that same HR underscore podcast uh, profile on Instagram. But then I created the Talent Marketing Pro Instagram account uh, as a new Instagram account in the summer of 2020, so last summer. And uh, the purpose for this was because I have my personal Instagram account, but I don't have any strategic uh, plan for that. That's just my uh, sort of random Instagram profile about, you know, uh, you know, opening up as much as I want to open up about my personal life and my person to strangers on Instagram, but I'm not using that uh, account professionally, but it's, you know, open for everybody to see because it's part of, you know, allowing your audiences to get to know you because the trust element in all branding is really important. And uh, uh, so I wanted to create this uh, Instagram account because you know, strategically, we've decided that the HR podcast Instagram account is purely uh, a repository for the podcast episode. So it's very easy for our listeners to go there and, you know, check out what kind of episodes we have and then actually go to their favorite podcast platform and then just, you know, listen to whatever episodes they want to. So I didn't want to put anything else in there because uh, that would make it more difficult for the podcast listeners to actually, you know, quickly see what uh, topics we're covering. And then our actual uh, professional business account on Instagram for my for my company, it's uh, at Eminiland, E-M-I-N-E-L-A-N-D. Uh, that's for our Finnish, Finnish audience. So I didn't want to mix up this English site with that Instagram profile either because while our Finnish audience would of course be able to understand what the English content is then you guys would not be able to understand what the Finnish content is and that would be annoying and irritating for you and uh, when you do employer branding the intention is not to irritate your audience it's (laughs) the intention is to make your audience fall in love with what you can offer 
for them. So obviously couldn't do it there either. So I decided to strategically create another uh, profile for this. And that one is called the Telemarketing Pro. And the purpose of this profile is actually stated in the bio. In that I state that I teach modern employer branding for aspiring talent marketing professionals. And that is what you get from that account. It's the promise and that promise I deliver several times a week. Now, I had all the ambition to get started with posting and building that profile aside everything else. You know, I do marketing for my business in Finnish and English. I do this podcast every week. I have uh, several client projects weekly, you know, that I do myself at the same time. I'm developing the telemarketing school platform. I create content. I manage my business. I'm, a, you know, obviously a manager to my team. Um I, uh, you know, need to be a decent boss lady for them, as well as having obviously a life outside work. And I'm not saying that to exhaust you with everything I do. I'm saying that because I know that you can relate as well to the endless list of tasks and responsibilities that you as well have day to day. So obviously adding this kind of a task into my already full list of things to do every week was going to be, was ambitious. So what do you know? I did not manage to get that Instagram profile rolling at all. And you know why? Because I did not have a plan. So when you was, you are as darn busy day to day as you are, and I was, and still am, multitasking all the time and juggling with it all and struggling to make time, you know, to, to get everything done. It's impossible to commit to a three to four times a week content marketing routine on Instagram without a plan. Keeping up with something like that requires a lot of inspiration, not to mention changing from your pajamas and scrubbing your face and putting your, you know, your hair together to look decent on a video or stories, which is, you know, pretty demanding task during these remote working times. I mean, I don't have any problems to speak on camera other than not looking decent most of my remote working week. I mean, you truly do not want to see me on the camera the way I look, for example, right now. But anyhow, during my Christmas break last year, I really had to step up my game. I've had that, you know, that profile open for nearly six months and I really didn't, hadn't managed to post a lot. So I had to step up my game and get that content plan for telemarketing bro done because I knew that it takes some time to build an audience on Instagram and I knew I needed to get that audience to know me, to trust me as a coach before I could, you know, before launching telemarketing school and starting to ask them to, and you guys to check it out. So what I was, what I did was that, um, you know, exactly the same thing that we do for all of our clients and what we teach to all of our clients, which is typical because you teach and you preach, but then you fail to action on it yourself. But I mean, I did get my SHIT together and I made that content plan on a Trello board last Christmas. And we always use Trello board because there's just so many benefits to it. It's just the best invention for this kind of work, really. And it's, you know, you can do a lot of it with a free version. And I have no sponsorship deals to Trello board. You know, if we use the free version and if we would use them, 
uh, paid first and we would have to pay full price. So this is not, I'm not saying this because they asked me to say they don't even know that I exist, but I just, I'm just saying it because it's fantastic. All right. So if you do follow me already on Talent Marketing Pro account on Instagram, you have noticed or going to my profile, you can notice how I repeat the same cycle of photos, text posts, quote posts to build a content pattern. Now, patterns help your audience to digest information and teach them what type of information and inspiration they can get from you. This makes it easier for them to follow you because they can quickly understand what is it that you give them or can give them every week. I also explain on that bio what you can get from me so that when you come and check out the profile that you don't follow me yet, it's easy for you to decide whether you want to follow or not. This is really important. This is how we teach our clients as well. And this is what I would teach you if you were my client or if you are a student at telemarketing school, is to form a system. This works everywhere, not just on Instagram. It's to basic structure how to build awareness because it takes several repetitions before something gets noticed, then several repetitions before it gets digested, several repetitions before it gets comprehended. So you also want to teach your audiences to your pattern first, but you don't have a pattern unless you plan it. So you got to plan, you got to make a plan first. That's also why this podcast is weekly and it comes out every time, uh, every, you know, at the same time every week. It's always on Wednesday. It's 8 o'clock Eastern European time. That's when I, I, I publish it. Because our brains love and live on routines and systems and patterns. I, want, I wanted to teach my listeners to the routine of coming back to this podcast on a week basis. So obviously, I uh, ha- in my plan, I plan most of my weekly content marketing around this podcast and the weekly topic. Uh Mind you, I uh, do marketing both for my fin- or our Finnish and English audiences. So my Finnish marketing is usually planned around our Finnish podcast topics. But the point here is that you don't need to create brand new content every day or many times a week. We are no longer living the times where you need to have a new blog post for every day. No, you don't. Instead, you can use one piece of content as your base content, like I do, so the, so the weekly podcast episode for my base content. And then in addition to sharing that content, like I share this podcast episode, I promote it, I talk about it on Wednesdays, you can uh, use your base content to create, repurpose it for other, other types of uh, posts. So you can take, for example, quotes out of the content, create quote posts of that. I do that for Sundays. Then uh, you can take uh, teach terminology. So you can take out words uh, from your blog post and teach those. I mean, I do that as well. I take out a terminology word out of the podcast content. Most weeks I do. And if I don't have a good terminology word in the podcast, then I, you know, I, I create another or I, I take up another terminology within modern employer branding and I use it. I make a text post about it, which means that the image has the terminology, the word in it and a description. I share that on Tuesdays. And then the other days I post, I share a photo of me because I want to build a brand 
of myself as your guide, as your teacher. So I connect an educational tip or an inspirational story in relation to, you know, learning about my own journey in here uh, together with my photo. And I share those. I do those on Mondays and Thursdays. Some weeks, instead of the image and the caption combo, on Thursdays, I might do a reel or an Instagram TV video about that educational tip uh, in relation to the podcast episode, and I post that instead. I want to do more reels and videos, but making those just takes up so much time that I just cannot fit the time every week into my schedule. So this is the base for my weekly content cycle. Uh, Podcast topics topic makes the basis and the podcast episode is the basic content, base content. Then I repurpose that topic into my personal experience uh, or a journey for Mondays. And I use a picture of myself in connection with that so that you get to learn about me and and uh, learn to trust me <clears throat> as a person when I relieve my personal experiences. Then the terminology explained uh, in a text image that I do every Tuesday. Then Wednesday is always the podcast itself. Thursday is either my photo and an expertise tip or a reel or a video with the tip. And then Sundays is the quote post from the podcast topic. So I have uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday when I post. I don't post new content for the feed on Friday and Saturday at the moment, but I might do a story if I have time. And I stick to this cycle. I'm committed to this cycle every single week. And yes, it's time consuming, but next I'm going to tell you how I manage it. I use my content plan and I prep and automate content in bundles in advance. So pretty much everything I post has been planned and prepared in advance, except obviously the stories, which are real time. So when I don't have a story on my IG profile, you know that I've been either super busy uh, or I'm on holiday. (laughs) So my content plan is something that I structure and plan ahead as many weeks uh, as, as I possibly can and have time in advance. Usually I manage to squeeze in about two to three hour hours, you know, aside time that I use for planning and preparing content in advance. And uh, I do this about every, you know, every two weeks. So basically that two to three hours is spent on creating the content and automating the content, scheduling it in advance for the next two weeks. This time does not include the time that goes into planning and recording and distributing this podcast on a weekly basis. That's a whole nother ball game. Takes me about one working day worth of hours every week. And no, I do not manage to do all of this within regular weekly working hours, but I'm an entrepreneur, so it's a bit different for me. And mind you, I do this English marketing alone, 100% alone. My colleagues are doing, you know, helping me with the Finnish marketing side. So obviously, uh, you know, getting all of this done is going to need additional hours. And uh, I wish I had a colleague who could help me with this. And hopefully in the future, I will. Uh, Obviously, the Telemarketing Pro Instagram profile is my primary media for this work. 
and instead for our finished work, we use uh, LinkedIn as our primary social media and our company Instagram profile as the supporting social media. And uh, for both languages, that uh, HR underscore podcast profile and blogs form the primary on real estate. Uh, and then we direct our audiences as often as possible to the blog on the website so that we can get you guys to know more about what we do and who we are and what we can do do for you. That's what we recommend for you guys as well when you do employer branding or recruitment marketing. Not just operate on social media, but make sure that your career side and your recruitment side form your primary real estate where you want to direct your audiences. Um, I would say once a week would be good. Uh, maybe twice a week. And then the, the other posts you want to focus on building relationships on social media. What I do is that I often ideate the content on the Drilla board uh, forward. So I might take an hour here and there and I just ideate topics, but I don't write them. I don't create the post yet. But then every you know two weeks, I sit down and take that two to three hours a time and create the actual content. Uh, and what this means is that I choose the images that I use for the posts that are, you know, about me uh, for you. And uh, we take a couple, I would say once or, once or twice a year, we have a professional photographer come and take a bunch of images of me and my team uh, together and uh, portraits of us and in working situations because you need a lot of photography for this kind of work. But then, of course, you know, I might also take or have my husband or my colleagues to take pictures of me if I need something that we haven't had professionally done. Then uh, I do script writing for the uh, Instagram TV videos when I, you know, obviously those weeks that I have time to do that, uh, film and edit those. Uh, but every, every, you know, every week there is the work that I do to create the te the copyright, the text, and uh, uh, the captions for the images and the for the videos. Then I use Canva for creating those um, graphic posts, those uh, text posts, uh, quote, quotes posts, and and things like that. Uh, also, what goes into this work every two weeks is planning the hashtags that I will use. I might do some research of the hashtags on Instagram. Also, if there's any links, if I want to actually direct you guys into some content on the blog, then I need to, uh, you know, obviously update those links in the bio. And once, uh, you know, all the creative work is done, I, you know, do it for about a two week, in two week bundles. Once I have all the creative work and the captions and the copywriting done, the next step is to automate it, the publishing of it. So for this, I use a uh, tool called Buffer, and I'll also use Facebook Creator Studio. Buffer does cost something, I don't remember what, it's an annual, annual subscription, uh, but the Facebook Creator Studio is free and it's really good. If you only post on Facebook and Instagram, just go directly for Facebook Creator Studio because that's a really good tool. But if you need to post for other uh, like Twitter or YouTube or, or, or LinkedIn, then uh, you need some other tool for that if you want to automate. Uh, I use, you know, our company does use, does, uh, we've, we've used Buffer for a long time. 
but there's others, many others. So I basically schedule all the posts in advance to specific dates and times. So when they are posted, they are posted through these automated systems. So I am not typing and posting those right then and there. I've automated them beforehand, scheduled them beforehand. This saves me a lot of time and hassle because it's not easy to, uh, it's, <laughs> it's so easy not to do this when you were supposed to do it because something else came up. And uh, strategic employer branding needs to be systematic. So you need to really commit your schedules. So that's why I do this. You break the patterns uh, and the, uh, yeah, it, the, you will, you are not able to get the full impact if you don't have a pattern, if you don't teach a routine for your followers. Uh, if you really want to make, that would be my dog, sorry. If you really want to make all the effort and trouble that you do for this work worth your while, worth your company's while, you need this to be valuable. I can personally afford as, a, as an entrepreneur, small business owner, half of my working week and part of my free time, uh, uh, you know, creating content and posting it unless it's going to help me to eventually sell uh, and hire, earn a living. So this is very serious work for me. I take it very serious. I mean, it's super fun, but I take it very seriously. I invest. This is an investment of time. This is not a cost and it will return me value back. I post my content on this Instagram profile, the Marketing Pro, Expert except the podcast is posted on uh, HR underscore podcast profile. And I repurpose the same content also to LinkedIn, but I may post it at different time or a different day there, but the same week anyhow. I no longer post much on Facebook because it doesn't really work for me that well. Uh, I don't have a huge international audience for this work uh, on Facebook. And I... Uh, you know, Facebook is so, the algorithm is so focused on the group uh, group stuff. And I didn't build a group before it started to work. So I find it really daunting uh, to get there. So I, it's a strategic decision not to spend that much time on Facebook for this. I don't use Twitter at all, even though I have pretty, you know, in, in you know, in terms of Finnish uh, users, I have a pretty good size of an audience there. Uh, I don't use Twitter at all at the moment because most of my audience there is Finnish and uh, this work is obviously for the international audiences and the way we use Twitter currently here in Finland is very political and it's very annoying. I don't like that environment very much currently. I don't like the atmosphere that much. I feel like when I go to Twitter I don't feel positive afterwards so i choose not to go there i stay away for the time being so you cannot really reach me on twitter what i do follow in real time is obviously the comments so when i get comments i respond to those as soon as i can because the most important part of social media marketing are those relationships and that community that you can build and you can earn there and that is all you know forward for building the trust between you and your audiences. And that's very important. It's very important to engage in those conversations and those dialogues on social media. And then comes the analytics. So we follow and keep track on how everything works on a weekly to monthly basis. We obviously collect data 
uh, on a weekly basis and especially on Instagram, I pay attention to how my audiences are receiving my content on a weekly basis because it's a huge learning opportunity. But as a whole, we do a more thorough data analysis with my team a monthly basis for both the international marketing impact and the national affinity marketing impact and how all of this helps our business perform uh, and, you know, us to meet our goals. And that is really important for employer branding too, just as important. Your goals are going to be different than mine, uh, but your reasons for doing this are the same. And that's why it's really important to keep tabs on what works and what doesn't. Now, yesterday, I sparred a student of mine on one of my finished courses about social media, and she asked me what to track because they don't have any employer branding goals set yet, uh, which I actually do really recommend setting goals before you start doing much of anything for employer branding. But anyway, they didn't. So in that case, you need to use analytics to help you learn how to do what you do better. Now, things like reach, could ind- or will indicate you roughly whether the type of content that you post is generally something that your audience is likely to engage with. So if some kind of a, some specific type of post has larger reach, it could be because the type of the content or the time when you posted it is just better for your audience. So, you know, learn something from that. Obviously, likes and comments and shares and saves, they will tell that those people actually engage with your content, so they liked it. So post more of that kind of stuff. Direct messages tell you that there is a potential, you know, business relationship opportunity there. And I'm not saying sales opportunity, but also employment type of uh, relationship opportunity with that individual. And you should definitely keep, you should, you should definitely answer those uh, direct messages and you should definitely keep nurturing that conversation, that relationship on that direct message. Uh, your follower growth tells you more that more and more people are enjoying your content. So what you do is working for them. And the time of the day uh, your audience is active on your social media tells you when you should post your content so that they actually see it or have the opportunity to see it. Now you can use data like that to learn what works and what doesn't so that you can build a meaningful community for your company or for yourself on social media while you figure out what the value is going to be out of this work. But figure it out quickly because, you know, that otherwise all of what you do is actually a cost, not an investment because everything, this only turns into investment when it starts to deliver something back. And that something back needs to be valuable for your business. Hiring leads, applications, you know, whatever is your employer branding goal that your employer branding needs to contribute to. That's what you need to figure out quickly, because otherwise this is just a cost. Cost of your time, cost of your effort, and it's a cost for your boss as well, for your employer. Alrighty, that's how I do this all. Uh, I bundle everything. I, I I have that one week, the, the weekly podcast is the base content and then everything I post is around that topic. Now, I'd love to have a chat about this if you want to, or if you have any questions you want to ask about this, feel free to comment publicly or send me a direct message on Instagram or LinkedIn. I will answer you. 
And uh, do you subscribe to the weekly email for this podcast yet? Because if you don't, you definitely should. Because you know what? You're missing out on my free exclusive expert advice that I send every week to the subscribers about that week's topic. And that's the kind of advice that I'm not posting publicly. You don't get it unless you subscribe to that email. Now, you can uh, subscribe to it on modernemployerbrand.com podcast page or go to the link in bio and you can find uh, a way to subscribe to the weekly podcast email there as well. And do it quickly because you don't want to miss out on a special offer uh, for telemarketing school subscription that I'm sending out. That offer is going to be valid only until the end of June 2021. So you better subscribe to the email now if you are planning to get access to telemarketing school. And since you're listening to this podcast, you definitely should consider getting access to telemarketing school and learning much more. All right. I'm so happy that you are listening. And uh, I want to thank you. I appreciate it. And I also appreciate all of your comments and feedbacks and uh, that the, the discusses that we've had on social media. Uh, a lot of my listeners contact me and uh, we connect and, uh, you know, we become social media friends. And I really enjoy that. I really enjoy getting you guys, uh, get, getting to know you guys. I'll be back next week again with another episode on building a modern employer brand podcast. Moi moi.